0: To the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell.
1: And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers-Howell.
0: Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast?
1: Well, it's a weekly podcast where we are going to feature awesome women in Muncie, find out uh, what they do, what makes them tick, and what makes them Gone Boss.
0: Awesome. Who do we have today?
1: Today, we have Tisha Gerhardt.
0: Oh, she ought to be interesting.
1: She is fun uh, and probably one of the happiest upbeat people I know, I think.
0: I know. Looking forward to that. Um, I've got a question for you.
1: Sure, sure. Okay,
0: so uh, we in this podcast we're we're on our fourth episode, I believe, and we've talked about uh, you know your childhood. You you couldn't watch Scooby Doo, things like that. Uh, We've talked a little bit about your college days. Um, You know, there was a lot of restrictions, things like that. Uh, But through all of this, we've we've gotten to the point where you're out of college now. Mm -hmm. So, what happened next?
1: Well, I achieved one of my goals, Um, you might have remembered from our last podcast, I wanted to marry a pastor, be a pastor's wife and become a music minister. Well, I didn't quite Become a music minister. I did get a degree in church music, um, and I did. How's that a- going for you? Uh, well, I don't currently use it right now, <laughs> but uh, I do like to sing and dance. Well, not dance. I like to sing.
0: You like <laughs> to sing? Yes, you're active in the Muncie Civic Theater. I am Civic active Theater. in the
1: Muncie Civic Theater and things like that. So I am currently using that a little bit. Um, but no, I did marry um, my first husband. Spoiler alert: it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> but um, I married my first husband. His name was.
0: And you don't then, have to use real names. Uh, okay, right, we we'll to... that. And there you go. <laughs> um,
1: married him. He wanted to be a youth pastor. Uh, he had also gone to that same Bible college a couple years ago, had graduated, and was actually working on staff at the church okay. um, at that point in time. So I met him, fell in love, got married, uh, moved to Dallas, Texas.
0: Dallas, Texas?
1: Yep. So I grew up in Alexandria, Indiana, teeny tiny little town, yeah. went to college in... Reynoldsburg, Ohio, which is also just right outside Columbus, right outside of Columbus, but in the middle of a cornfield, just like I was in the middle of a cornfield in Alec. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I moved to Dallas, Texas, which was quite, quite different. It was shocking. (laughs) It was shocking. I, um, and hot, hot, and so humid. Humid is the worst part. It's gross. Like, (laughs) I, I love the people in Dallas. I made good friends there. I, uh, I don't know if I had a good time, but, um, I enjoyed the time I had while I was there, but I would not ever want to move back and live in Dallas because it's hot and gross.
0: So I take it he gets a job uh, at a church uh, to be the youth yes, pastor. Yes, he there. was a youth pastor there. So what was your role
1: then? Uh, I was pastor's wife. Okay. Um, but I was.
0: What's that mean? Keep,
1: keep in mind, I was 20. I, I got married. I got married a month after I turned 20. Okay. So I was just barely 20, moved to Dallas all on my own from a cornfield. Um, and I worked. I Actually, I got a job a paying job because you know we couldn't just live on the pastor's salary alone so I got a job at Dave and Buster's. Um, Nice. I know. What'd you do there? I was their file clerk so not very exciting. (laughs) I worked in their file room but they needed somebody and I was somebody in my in the church my husband worked at worked at Dave and Buster's and so they got me the job there Um, and from there I moved up the ladder. I worked in accounting and I did their accounts payable and a bunch of other boring stuff and everything.
0: Now what year is this?
1: This is 1999?
0: 1999. 1999. No, Y2K is, is yeah, coming 99. along. Nine, yes. uh, you're working with computers and things. Uh, I remember you talking about you took in paperless?
1: I did. We went paperless at Dave and Buster's. At the time I worked there, we had 15 stores, I think. They have okay. way more than that now across the country. Yes. But I was at their corporate office. So I wasn't just working, you know, in like with the ski ball machines and stuff like that. We were working with all the stores around the country. So I was in charge. I was. Um, I don't know if I had an official title, but I was the head person in charge of accounts payable, like right under the manager and all of that. So my job was to work with the stores, work with the accounts payable clerks to get everything paperless. Uh, Up until then, we were sending FedEx packages every day. Each store would send in their invoices and all their stuff and they would send us a big package. I worked with our IT department and our stores and our clerks and taught them how to scan those all in electronically. It was really it was interesting i was like 20 years old and in charge well, of like right. these 60 year old ladies so it was it was fun i really enjoyed that because it was pretty neat and i enjoyed being like the go-to person like you got a problem with how the system works you talk to angie before you call the help desk or whatever
0: gotcha so th- you're there in texas um you're working at dave and buster's you're also working for free
1: well there i Yes,
0: the two for one deal. It's Talk a to two me for one that.
1: deal. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like it when churches do this, but a lot of times it happens. You hire on a youth pastor, and then his wife, or even a regular lead, the lead pastor, uh, then the wife is expected to be like two for one. Okay. Um, so I worked. Yes, I worked in the uh, youth group with him. I and I say worked like in air quotes, because I didn't get paid. Um, But, you know, working with the praise band, the youth group praise band, helping lead that. I also sang in the praise band on Sunday mornings. And this was also a Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Wednesday church as well. So, um, so I was
0: a lot of time at church.
1: Yes. Plus, I think we had, you know, like a Bible study, like for the kids during the week or like, you know, house uh, home teams and stuff like that. So, okay. So, uh, having kids at our house all the time and eating chips and pizza rolls and all that kind of stuff.
0: So, are you, are you telling me for were you working 40 hours? Yeah. So, 40 hours at Dave and Buster's, mm-hmm. plus you're coming home and the rest of the time is pretty much church. Yeah. Or sleeping. Church or sleep, pretty much. Wow. Mostly church.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you loved it at that point in
1: your uh, life. That church was not the best. It was a little toxic and not super great. Really? Okay. Um, so it turned out eventually, my husband uh, left that church. We okay. we resigned. Um, I told him, like, we've got to do something because this is not a healthy way to live. Uh, So he resigned um, and he actually was off work for almost a year where I supported the family, like entirely. um, My working at Dave and Buster's. Yeah. okay. So he was off work for a year looking for another job. Didn't quite get one. Uh, But eventually he did. A year later he did and we moved to California. But not the cool part of California.
0: Not the cool part. No, not which like, part of California? Not
1: Hollywood, not the beaches, anything like that. I moved to Barstow, California, which was uh, the desert. What do you of call California.
0: it? You give it a uh, nickname. Kind of the
1: armpit of California. Um, <laughs> some people say that's Bakersfield, but uh, Barstow is pretty pretty similar too.
0: If what, I thought what, what's da- the temperature? If I thought
1: Dallas was hot, um, Barstow's even hotter. Okay. Um, in the summertime, easily 120 degrees. Death Valley was like an hour away from where I was at.
0: We've talked before, of course, and uh, yeah, you've you, told you me... You might know me a
1: little bit, right? <laughs> you've,
0: you've talked to me about uh, uh, not really having air conditioners, uh, but they were up on the roof called, what, swamp coolers?
1: Swamp coolers, um, uh, or evaporative that? coolers. It's basically, instead of, you know, like, we have air conditioning, which yeah. has, like, freon and chemicals and whatever. I don't know how that works. But instead of having that, we have, it's cooled through water. So there's uh, little sponges. Okay. They're on a little like rotisserie kind of thing.
0: little wheel. little something. wheel.
1: They, the sponges go into this reservoir, pick up water, and then they come up and the air blows over the sponge. So the cool air coming off of the sponge blows into your house.
0: Now, is this, this is on the roof? Right? It's on the roof. Yeah. Okay, so it's on the roof. How does the water get up there?
1: There's a pump that takes it up there.
0: Okay, so it's pumped up there. Yeah. Through, Goes through, blows through the water, blows
1: through your water, which is great, but it only cools your house like about 20 degrees. So when it's so like it's a
0: 120, yeah, when it's 120, it's still 100 in. It's the, still in
1: 100 max. in your house. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all right when it's 100 and it cools down to like 80, which is still sounds really hot but it's it's much cooler than 100
0: <laughs> now where'd you live in relation to the church then
1: we lived on in the church's parsonage so okay. the church owned the house now it wasn't directly like some of the parsonages are like right next to the house to the church this or was whatever. down the street it was like on the next block but okay. uh we could open up the gate to our backyard and walk through the parking lot to go over to the church
0: okay same deal though like uh um You know, Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday. Like what? What what was this? Sunday, Sunday
1: night, Wednesday. Our youth group was on Wednesday nights. I think eventually they might have gotten rid of the sunday night service at that point okay. um this church was much better it was a much better fit the pastors there i'm still friends with them now even though we don't go we're obviously mm. i'm not a pastor's wife anymore um so this one was a much healthier church um and they really did they told me when we hired on they didn't want a two-for-one like they uh, understood okay. that i was a separate person and i was not necessarily included in all that so did everything. you get paid. No, I didn't get paid. Uh, and because, you know, I loved what I did and I yeah. wanted to be, I wanted to help my husband and I wanted to do all of that. Um, I did a lot that I didn't get paid for, but it was a because lot. I volunteered it's, for it. They didn't ask me to do it.
0: Because she, she's she's being kind of conservative here. You started a church, right?
1: We did. We started a church plant. We called it a church within a church. Okay. So it was, we, it was called Paradox.
0: And what font did you use? Ugh,
1: it was papyrus. <laughs>
0: church papyrus yeah.
1: if this was in nine when was this 2001
0: 2001 okay so you're you you're, you're well, doing we're a church to yourself one, plus all the other church stuff
1: yeah we had i was in charge at eventually i i took over our youth our junior high youth group people pa- not pastors but our youth group leaders they left And we were having a hard time finding someone to fill that spot. So I was like, temporarily, I will take on the junior high program. Okay. There were five kids in that program, and I was like, I'll take it over for now. Well, I ended up really liking it, and I kind of... Stayed over there for the next couple of years or whatever and really ended up really deciding that I liked junior high kids. Like, I still like junior and high kids. And she still
0: does. Are, I do not understand I how I love them.
1: The they're just goofy. Like, they want to be adults, but they're not. And then they still have room to be goofy. They're not, like, 16 and angsty all the time. Like, I don't know. I like, I like junior high kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's,
0: that, that, that's her nugget. There. That
1: is my nugget. Don't give me, don't give me a three-year-old. I don't know what to do with those. But junior high kids, I'm down with it.
0: Our guest today is Tisha Gerhardt of the Schaefer Leadership Academy, and uh, she is program director over there. Tell us about that.
2: Oh, wow. It's pretty exciting. It changed my life, actually. Um, in 2013, I was their first full-time employee. Let me back up. 2014, I was their first full-time <laughs> employee. <laughs> but I took the position in uh, the end of t- um, 2013, and I was so excited because I was able to go through one of their programs in th- 2010 and it changed my thought on leadership it changed my thought on community and who my community was because i traveled from jay county to delaware county for oh, let's see about nine years and i struggled with where do i want to make a difference because here i worked in delaware county with all these great people and then i lived in jay county with great people um, but your community is your group of people no matter mm-hmm. where you are and you can have more than one community and so just so excited to be a part of Schaefer
0: well very good now take us back to back to college like what uh in in those formative years like what were you doing
2: well i told my mom i wanted to go to college no matter what and she has this memory of me sitting on her bedroom floor crying because she's like we can't afford for you to go i'm like "Ah, i really want to go i want to go i wanted to be an art major i really wanted to go to new york and i wanted to work in an art museum and draw in the park okay awesome (laughs) So um, I'm sure
1: your mom was like, "Yes, that sounds like a great life plan, <laughs> no, right?" No wonder
2: I didn't uh, save money for that. Uh, but I went. I, um, I went to Ball State and then was there. Loved the art department. Made it through the portfolio review, and then I got sick. And my professor said, "You need to take a semester off." And then I never went back. Um, I love art, though. I love color. I love bright things. Um, and then I started working in a factory. Really? And, yeah.
0: I Which went, one? Like, what'd you make? Oh, what well. well, they make, I guess.
1: <laughs> you personally, what did you well, make? can you
2: believe? I worked at a factory in Michigan that make, made exhaust systems. And so I was a welder. So I hit the buttons. Oh, wow. And the thing, you know, came together and it welded and the sparks got into my boots. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, that was my first. And then I worked at Alphabet in Portland and we made wiring harnesses for cars.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And there were, I was trying to think about this actually just the other night because I had a dream about these boards going around. There was like 30 boards. And we had to get out so many, and it was, I would get behind. Can you imagine that? <laughs> would would <be> you talking? <laughs> and I would get behind because <laughs> you had to plug and push, and that mm-hmm. was really cool because you had all these colors. So then I began to think about the wires and the colors and how they went together, and so it became fun. But then I decided I took a, uh, a leave because they had a volunteer shutdown. They called me back with two days, mm. and I said, I'm not going back. So I was better than that. Not that manufacturing isn't okay, but I wanted to do something different. And so I applied for a job at a medical office and I became the receptionist. And then I worked for a surgeon and then I worked at Bob Memorial Hospital. And then I went back to school in 2008 and got my bachelor's in business administration from an adult program through Indiana Wesleyan and became their um, guest relations manager and patient satisfaction. And then I went through the program with Sh- Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And then in 2014, took a position with Schaefer.
0: Awesome. Wow. You took us all the way up. That's I awesome. know. <laughs> I,
1: I, that's why I like doing these interviews, because I've known Tisha forever, but I did not know any of that info. So that's really, really cool to see how everybody's paths kind of weave and, and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you bring up the factory work, things like that. I did that for 12 hours one time back in 1997. Uh, I worked at Synram, and they made uh, CDs. So it was like plastic injection molding CDs like, that you would listen to and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and it was the most boring thing I ever... I wanted to take a video of the process to like show everybody, well, wow, this is really cool, but when you stand there for 12 hours, it's like, no, this is not cool for me. I want to get <laughs> out. So- Push a
1: button, move on to the next. Yeah,
0: Exactly. So...
1: Well, it's it is kind of boring. Yeah, but you know it fits You made it
0: you made it interesting, made it interesting. though cuz you you were oh, like I, you said you were looking at the colors and the wires and hey, yeah. how why why do they do this? <laughs>
1: right. And it fits certain people's personalities and what they want in life. Like I know my mom works in a factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and she I don't know that she says it's the most exciting thing she's ever done in her life, but she she enjoys it and she can't imagine uh, working in an office at a desk like I do every day, she's like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, well, I don't know how you work in a factory, so it all it all <laughs> it works, all works out. out. It takes all kind,
2: all different kinds. So,
0: actually, tell me a little bit uh, um, uh, about your family life. Your your husband, he's a client of ours. Tell us, uh, tell us about Rich.
2: Well, how far do you, back do you want me to go? Well, just I <laughs> guess however far back comfortable you're, you're comfortable going. When did
0: you two intersect in uh, in in, oh, in life?
2: Wow. Well. Um, we both were getting a divorce and we have children so he had three daughters and I had two daughters and I moved into a friend's trailer because my house was being sold. Mm-hmm. And she didn't winterize that trailer. And you know what happens when you don't winterize a trailer?
0: Things freezing. <laughs> things freeze, <laughs> It's <getting laughs> A little
2: cold in there. Out. And somebody says, "Why don't you give Rich Gerhardt a call? He, he's good at those things." So mm-hmm. I called him, and he fixed all the pipes and that trailer, so I could live. The last the day or so I could live there, so I could live too. But anyhow, yeah. last day there, he says, "Would you like to go to Arby's?" Well,
0: sure. <laughs> the Arby's date. I love it.
2: That's amazing. Now, is this
0: the Arby's in Portland?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Beef and cheddar.
0: I know what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah. So that's how the romance started. And um, Now, give me a
0: year. What year is this?
2: Oh, my. You're making me think. 2005. Okay. 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 Cool. That's
0: That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angie and I, we found each other around 2006.
2: I It's just very similar
1: Tonight, time, yes. And our first date was Starbucks. Yes. Not Arby's, but Starbucks. Starbucks and
0: Anderson and ended up at uh, Hoosier, Hoosier Park. Park.
1: Before they had built the casino or
2: anything. That was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, we long just watched ago. the horses. Watched the
2: horses. Was it fun? I mean, did you it, it, is, Did you have time fun. to talk or did you watch the horses?
1: Uh, we had time to talk. Our, Matt had a thing. He's like, we're, we're going to meet for 30 to 45 minutes, get coffee, see if we like each other. That way, if we, if we don't click and we hate each other's guts, we can get oh. out and be done quick. Matt had. Oh. I had
0: did you know that, Angie? She he did it. not
1: tell me that. <laughs> we had planned... <laughs> <laughs> Only to meet. We had planned to meet for a short time, but I didn't know his whole process behind it. One day we'll do a segment on Matt's tips for successful online dating. Exactly. Um, but... I can't wait for that. Top 10? Top 10. Talk 10. <laughs> <laughs> but so we met. We had coffee for about an hour and or two. Maybe two hours. I don't know. It ended up about three and a half. The whole date was like three and a half, four hours. Uh So we went over to Hoosier Park, watched the horses race. I think we bet on a couple of them because we'd never Uh done that before. We lost our money. We lost our money, but I I bet on whichever horses sounded the the coolest or had the coolest names. Uh Uh, We lost, but yeah. And
2: that
0: was in 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's Rich doing nowadays, though? He's doing something pretty interesting.
2: He is. He is. He's a mechanic. Um, He loves to fix things. And so he... I oh, did this on the evenings and on the weekends, mm-hmm. and he says I really want to do this on my own. So he opened up his new his shop, Rich's um, re- Auto Repair, in March of 2018. So this year, So yes. it's not been quite a year yet.
0: And it's right next to the house, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Quite convenient. Can you imagine just getting up and walking out? And there you are. And then he's put this thing in the house. So anytime somebody pulls into the shop area down there, it bells. It goes off. Oh, it dings in the house? It's like a a French (laughs) horn. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So at 11 o'clock at night when people are dropping their cars off, you hear it go off. Uh Um, It's amazing how many people even turn around in our driveway um, and it goes off.
0: But hmm, it's pretty cool. Well, I've been out there twice, and uh, he's done a great job for me. That's
2: true. He loves what he does.
0: What gets you most truly excited about life in general? What's your passion?
2: People. Um, Why is that? I'm energized by people. I like to not only have conversations but observe and to watch and to be a part. Um, I like to smile. I like to laugh. I didn't grow up with a lot of humor. It's Mm -hmm. hard for me to laugh, to be honest, at movies and things like that. But people make me laugh. (laughs) Well, people are funny. (laughs) And I'm not competitive because I'm not very good athletic. Mm -hmm. However, I like to participate. So I have this thing in my mind. It's all about the experience. So it's okay that I don't win. I just want to have fun doing it. That's a good
1: outlook to have on life because if I participate, I want to win and be the best.
0: Now, are you anything like Angie where she likes people and things, but every now and then she has to like – Go to the cave, you know, and just get away from everybody and have that, uh, that alone time.
1: I think Tish is an extrovert who gets yeah, her energy from extrovert. people. So I
0: was just wondering if she does that, if she, like, goes home and says, Rich, hey, I'm, I'm out.
2: No, no. Now, I guess there is probably, give me about 10 minutes of a night. And before I go to bed, I like that 10 minutes to, and I know I watch MASH
0: every night. I love MASH. Really?
2: <laughs> Hawkeye. love Hawkeye. <laughs> I, awesome. I watched you growing up
0: on, like, Fort Wayne TV. But.
2: Oh, it's the best. It, I laugh at MASH. However, I watch MASH every night, and that's my downtime. For about 10 minutes, I'm just into that and, and what's happening, and, and they make me laugh, and then that's probably that's it. I'm ready to go. Oh.
0: Good. That's interesting. What well, helps you maintain a positive attitude?
1: Because I think you're, like, one of the most positive people I know, I
2: think.
0: Yeah, I tried really? to get you to talk bad about people, but you won't But do you it. never do. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's a that's a tough one um i was i would think and what i would tell you is that if i'm not positive then things fall apart okay and so i'm constantly looking what could we do to make it better what could i do i'm really at heart i'm a giver and i'm a hostess for the mostest so if you're around me my goal is to make you happy
0: now, there's something that you do part-time. You may not even do it anymore, but I'll ask you about oh, it. The painting. Par-
2: yes, I have a party on yep. Tuesday. You do have you? have a party on Tuesday. So,
0: <laughs> so you are still doing it. That's great. So tell us what that is.
2: Well, I do, um, it's called Tribal Paint Canvas and Laugh because we all have our own tribe. And bringing your tribe of friends together and just laughing, we do a little laughter yoga before we start because people get a little nervous, um, but I believe with all I'd be heart. nervous
0: about the laughter yoga. But.
1: I did the laughter yoga. I did this uh, event with her, and I she was a little did. nervous at the laughter yoga, but it was it was good. It loosens you up, gets you kind of ready to. You want to try
2: it?
0: Go yeah, go it. ahead. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, <you> ready? <laughs> I'm ready.
2: All right. So, um you have pressure points in your hands, so you start off with your clapping. So, ho ho, and you have to have you have to have, you know, ha ho, ha. Ho. So, ho ho ha ha ha. Ho ho, ho ha ha ha. Ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, 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 ho ha, 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 ha. Okay. Now we're going to do something, okay? okay. So we're going to we're gonna stretch our arms for those who can't see us. I don't know. And so <laughs> oh. here. No, let's do a facelift, okay? We're oh, a fa- lift. Yeah, facelift. So we got our hands. Ready? All right. Gonna, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: laughing at it. Okay, here, here we go. go. <laughs>
2: ho, 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 ho,
1: Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. There you go. See, <laughs> don't you feel like you and your friends would be
2: energized and ready <laughs> to do paint you feel, after that?
0: I feel great at laughing at the two of you. So,
2: <laughs> so that's all part of the paint thing. And then I believe anybody can put something together. Yep. And my goal is for you to, to, to paint something that's yours that you'll hang on your wall. Okay. Angie, okay. did you hang yours on your wall? It is on the wall in our office upstairs, not Which isn't
0: one is she, she talking about, the pumpkin or the other one?
1: Did we do the pumpkin? Wall? We did the pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin yeah. is yeah. Yes, on the wall, nice. and it looks like a pumpkin. I'm not the most artistic person, but um, as far as like putting things on canvas and things like that, I'm artistic when it comes to music and other things, but not I'm Painting. very proud
0: to have it on the home office wall.
1: Yes, and Tisha did not laugh at me when I needed some help to like make my pumpkin look like an actual pumpkin and things like that. So she was okay. very inclusive. It was nice. Mm-hmm. We had a good time. You have to be careful because I'll take over.
0: <laughs>
1: I kind of, I kind of <laughs> let her take over because I was like, "Help me make this look
2: like a pumpkin." Move our Move back. Move back. <laughs> let me take care of this.
0: Um, we were we were talking before the interview that. Uh, uh, that you may want to do something a little bit different. And tell us about that, like uh, the closet thing.
2: The closet. It's coming out of the closet. Well, maybe no. she's not ready <laughs> to talk about that yet. She
0: may not be, but one of our questions here on our little sheet is, uh, what is one thing that uh, that you have not done that you really want to do? And that sounded like something you you really wanted to do. I do. Even if it's just an idea, throw it out there.
2: Oh, I really want to do it. I want to come to your closet and help you pick out clothes that go to match and mix and match together so that you can look your best.
0: Awesome. Now, yep. would you would you uh, would you have a supply of you know things to go along with that person? Like, hey, you need this scarf too, and like throw it in.
2: I think the goal would be to use what's in your closet already. Okay. Because I don't want folks to have to spend money on mm-hmm. something they already have. It's just putting outfits together. I would love for them to try them on too. Because if they try them on, then I'm like, ah, oh, let's add this, let's add that need to go and get a pair of tights whatever uh, you know earrings
0: yeah tie
2: a bow tie i don't know but i think it would be fun plus if we look good i think we feel good Mm -hmm. and we project that and when we're out and about
0: and you can like take their picture and like show it to them and say this is what you look like
2: I know. Sometimes we do that with paintings at the paint party. Because oh, if yeah. you take a picture of it and show them, it looks different than standing in front of it. Yeah. I like that idea. There you go. I'm thinking.
0: Is there anything else in life you, you haven't done yet, but you'd really love to do? Jump out of an airplane, you know, all that kind of stuff.
1: I'm scared of heights. Um,
0: Yeah, it's it's not on my top ten list. I don't
1: want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. That seems silly. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) And look down at the ground. But other people do, and hey, more
2: power to you. No, thank you. We have
0: these things called drones. I can get the same view. Yeah. I'm on the ground. It's okay.
2: Yeah. Let's see. That's a good question. I'm pretty – I don't think like that. I wish I did, but I don't think like that. I'm kind of a moment person. I do plan a little bit but not to that extent that's, that's not that's not a good answer no, <laughs> a, no that's a good answer it's, i'm always perfect. in the moment i'm more of a moment person well that's good
0: what's something you failed at in life that you learned from oh man I know. Know. Right. I know now we start. get the every, every time I, I ask the fail question they're always like i don't know
2: one is well, probably the first time i went to college because I really wanted to do that. Nobody else in my family had went to college, and for me to drop out, that was huge, mm. huge.
0: But you went back and 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 did it in the two thousands, right? Yeah,
2: but several years later, and I think that impacted who I was and the confidence I had in myself. And then probably my first marriage. I wish I had never settled. Have two wonderful, beautiful daughters, but mm-hmm. I think I settled, lowered my standards,
0: mm.
2: if that makes sense. Yep, love. I mean, I loved him, loved my children. But I don't know if that was the right choice for that moment in my life.
0: I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I We've like, all had th- first rounds here. I like so. to say
1: we all get a practice marriage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: However, you know,
2: I didn't bring this up, but I think it's important because I think there's a lot more blended families out there. My mm-hmm. parents were divorced before I was a year old. And then I have I have two stepdads. You know, I have my dad. Mm-hmm. I have my, So I have dad, have dad then I have stepdad Steve, and then I have dad Terry, and... So I think you talk about people and influence, I've been blessed with people. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. maybe that's why I enjoy so many people because I don't care who you are, your family. I'm a hugger. I, you know, come on, give me a hug. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know who's not a hugger in the room? I
2: know, <laughs> there be she me. is. I'm not a hugger. I
1: don't know that you're a big hugger either. I'm not a big hugger, but. But I am definitely least, less huggy than you are for sure.
0: That's true. Yes, she's <laughs> she has a shirt that has a cactus on it and it says free hugs. So.
1: <laughs> but people don't really read the shirt; they just see they just see free hugs, and so they give me a hug. They come in. What do you do when they come in? I, I mean, I still give them a hug. It's fine. She but I, a side I make a like, uh,
0: You know, you throw your shoulder in there a little hug, bit. the
1: swing, tap. tap the back. It's fine. Had enough. <laughs> so it's okay, though. We make it work.
0: <laughs> How would you define your purpose in life, and or describe it? So, your purpose in life is what?
2: Well, my mission statement is that I'm a Christian-centered individual who makes a difference inspiring others wherever I am at.
0: I'm going to guess that you made that up in Schaefer Leadership Academy. Am I right? No. Really? No.
2: I have kept it since I went back to school. So that was the Indiana Wesleyan thing. We had to do it with one of our very first classes. No cool. kidding,
0: because I had to do one in, in uh, Schaefer You didn't Leadership have to. In emergency. You got to do it. Was it. It. it was an honor, wasn't
2: to. it? Do you know it?
0: It was tough. No,
2: I don't know I, it. So. Angie, yours? I don't. It's on an
0: <laughs> I old wrote it up <laughs> somewhere. I've got I'll... it
2: written down, but
1: I don't. I don't well, have sometimes it.
2: Sometimes we forget. But sometimes you yeah, have to remind yourself. And maybe maybe it's changed. Maybe your mission has changed where you are today. I don't know.
0: I'd have maybe. to review it, so I'll have to dig it up from the backups <laughs> to dig it up from the archives. <laughs> <laughs> the archives.
2: I think you can make a difference wherever you're at, and I think you two are making a difference. And I think that's exciting. And people connect. And this is a good way to get people re, you know, reconnected, stay connected, and learn about each other.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you. Thank you for being here.
0: So every now and then, we like to check in with Angie and see how she's getting along with uh, Audia, our daughter, uh, who is five years old, also named Zuzu, uh, which we can't seem to break, but uh, uh, th- the habit <laughs> of calling her Zuzu. Uh, she's been called Zuzu for uh, the past five years. Uh, it came from It's a Wonderful Life, one of my favorite movies, uh, Zuzu's and, uh, and Zuzu's, Zuzu's Petals. petals. I think and one day she
1: needs to grow up and like start a all chick band and it needs to be called Zuzu's Petals. But I think that would be petals, cool. like drum petals.
0: Or or like a guitar pedal. Guitar pedal. Or like a Wawa thing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Over the summer, she was uh, about four and a half years old or so. Uh she, she became enamored about death.
1: Oh yes. My She's gonna grow up to be like a mortician or something because she was very creepy during during that phase of life.
0: Um, so she uh, she was talking to you about past dogs that we've had and things like that. And we live on a farm, so all you animal lovers, you're gonna love these stories. Yeah. But, uh, every now and then, an animal uh, uh, makes its way off the farm.
1: <laughs> it passes over to the what, the rainbow bridge, I think people call it. Um, so so one, the circle of life is very well. In, in force at the farmhouse.
0: So Angie was telling the story of Gus. Gus was our uh, pug dog at one time. Uh, he was a sturdy little... He was like, a th- He was dense.
1: Thick, man. He, he was, was a thick, thick dense dog.
0: little pug dog. And uh, um, we, a- we were trying to make him an outside dog. So... You know, uh, take him outside, chain him up for, uh, you know, a few hours right. at a time. Let him,
1: let him walk around. Add plenty of food and
0: water. Don't, I don't want to hear any right. He any was bad. also an
1: inside dog, too. He was, yes. like, inside-outside. We were training him to, like, stick around off a leash or whatever. Right.
0: We have another outside barn dog. Everything's good.
1: Right. Everything is fine. So, this dog, um, and this is when I was pregnant with Audia, um, got... Got in the middle of the road. and He was black, a black dog, and it was at night. It was at night. It was getting late. All of a sudden, we hear a thump. Like, oh <laughs> man, that didn't sound good. No. So, fast forward, all you animal lovers. Sorry, but we he died, and we buried him at the back of the farm. Yeah. Because we live on a farm. That's what we do. Um, so somehow we were talking to Audia about. Uh, she was. Asking, well, what
0: happened was we buried that dog, but apparently I did not bury the dog deep enough
1: oh yeah I forgot
0: so the next up. day the dog is like a zombie is coming out of the ground yeah, again
1: like the critters well, had come and tried yeah, to find him and some like
0: coyotes that. had come up and and dug him up and right so
1: we dug him a little deeper a little better, and the coyotes did not come back for seconds on gus or anything like but that we were
0: telling audio but somehow
1: stories. we got telling audio of the story and i don't know why we told her that because that does not sound like a very nice story to tell a four <laughs> and a half year old but you know it's a farm and we don't sugarcoat things around there. So we right. were talking about Gus, that, yes, he died. We buried him on the farm, blah, 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 blah. She's like, Mom, can we go see him? I'm like, well, we can go walk back to where we buried him and look at the spot. Yeah. So we walk back there. She's like, can we dig him up? <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like, he's down there, right? I'm like,
0: yeah. You've been down there five years. he been down there for <laughs> a long time. Yes. Uh, she's like,
1: can we dig him up? I'm like, no. She's like, but I want to see his body. I'm like, no. Is there still fur? How about his eyeballs? uh, What (laughs) does he look like down there? I'm like, we are not digging up this dog. (laughs) And every day for like six months straight, mom, can we go see Gus? Can we dig him up?
0: What's he look like down there? Six weeks. Maybe not six
1: months. (laughs) Okay, maybe not six months. I might exaggerate a little. But it was a good six weeks.
0: Yes. And it was was... around
1: Easter time. So, like, she kept thinking that, because she goes to a Christian preschool, everything is, you know, so they were talking about Jesus and raising from the dead and Easter and all that. So she kept saying, well, Gus is going to come back, right? he's gonna come back from the dead like Jesus I'm like nope, no no, 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 no. that's not how it works
0: which just leads into we had a uh, uh, you know sad story but we had an uncle pass and uh, tell us about that oh though.
1: I wasn't gonna tell that
0: but just don't use the names that way nobody knows
1: okay okay Okay, any of our family who's listening might exactly. know but okay so, so about the same about, time so it was around Easter, Easter Gus, Gus had died Jesus is coming back from the dead so Zeus keeps asking me mom when are we gonna kill Jesus <laughs> I'm like what? 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 We're not killing Jesus. She's like, well, we have to kill Jesus so we can come back. And I'm like, well, that's not exactly how it works. But okay. Uh, she's like, so Jesus is going to be on one cross. I'm like yes. Mm-hmm. But so, but then our uncle had just passed. She's like, yeah. so uncle, he's going to be on the second cross, right? I'm like,
0: no, what? no, what? What? no, no. She's
1: like, <laughs> but then who's going to be on the third one? Like, what dead person's going to be on the third cross? Because you know Jesus has three crosses, like yeah. or whatever. I'm like, that that is not how that works.
0: So yeah, you tried your best though to explain. I tried how to explain things-
1: like we're not going to kill Jesus. Just like when it's your birthday, you know, it's not like you're actually being born that day. We're celebrating the day that you were born. So just like Jesus, you know, we are celebrating the day that he rose from the dead. But that doesn't mean we have to kill him before that. Um, but she was. It, it was. It's a t- I mean, it's a tough concept for grown-ups to grasp.
0: <laughs> exactly. People have been fighting about it for years. <laughs> for years and years and years.
1: So, like, my four-year-old was a little confused. It's like, well, when are we going to kill Jesus? And who's the third person on the cross? And yeah. I'm like, uh, oh, and I don't how to answer that.
0: And then back to the uncle. She thought a different uncle was in the box, not the uncle oh, yeah. that didn't. Well, because those passed. two
1: uncles look very similar. Yes. Because um, all the howls look the same. And those two uncles especially looked very similar. So, she thought for sure that one uncle was in the box and i'm like N- you just saw him at pizza king on friday right like, he's
0: not he's in not box. in the
1: box and then it's like but he's in the ground that box is in the ground right like gus i'm like well yes with a different uncle in it but yeah <laughs> anyway it was just an odd time of death and resurrection and a and four and, dogs and a half year old and a four with and and half a old.
0: lot of questions <laughs> yeah Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss.
1: Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag GoneBoss.
0: On Instagram, you can find us at GoneBoss2K and on Facebook, just search out good girl, GoneBoss, and you'll find us there.
1: If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you find your podcast.
0: Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to join us next time to find out who has Gone, gone Boss. Gone.